0: Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 137 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the death of the limited government Republican, Okay, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. This may end up being a little bit of a rant because, well, I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed and frustrated at the same time. So what falls out of my mouth here in the next 10 minutes? Well, we'll just have to see, I guess. Do you remember back in the day when there was this thing we called the anti-war left? Back when the United States invaded Iraq We saw protests in the street and charges that George W. Bush was a war criminal. You remember that? And then do you remember when Barack Obama was elected to office, the anti-war left, poof, it just disappeared. It was like it never existed because now their guy was running the wars. All of a sudden, wars were fine as long as they were Democrat wars. Such levels of hypocrisy rarely have we seen. Actually, we see such levels of hypocrisy all the time, and we're now seeing the exact same phenomenon on the right. Because I remember fondly those dark days of the Obama presidency when the Republicans were for limited government. They were against executive overreach. They used to make fun of Barack Obama because he said he had a pen and a phone. They hated that. They wanted the Constitution to restrain government. They didn't want government to grow. Obamacare was awful. And then, oh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump was elected and took his seat in the Oval Office. And that was the end of the limited government Republican. They're gone. No more. Because now their guy is in charge. And we love executive power because there are things that we want to get done. And by golly, we'll get them done. Because, well, heck, Obama did it. Well, didn't you hate it when Obama was doing it? Yeah, but that's different. You know, I hear that a lot. That's different. That's different, and Obama did it. That seems to be the prime rhetoric of the new Trump supporting Republican who has abandoned all semblance of uh, constitutional fidelity. Or caring, uh, caring about the limits on federal power. They've gone the way of the dodo bird. Now, I'm speaking specifically of this executive emergency, presidential declaration of emergency, because we want our wall. we got to get that wall built. Got immigrants coming across the border, got to build a wall. So we're going to have a, a declaration of a state of emergency. Now, let me let you in on a dirty little secret. There is no constitutional authority for the president to declare a declaration of emergency for any reason. Now, people are going to argue with me, well, it's been done a whole bunch of times. Well, yeah, there's a lot of unconstitutional things that have been done a whole bunch of times. The fact that something has been done a whole bunch of times doesn't make it constitutional. Pinpoint for me where in the Constitution the president has the authority to declare a state of emergency so that he can bypass the will of Congress and spend money on something that he wants. It's not there, and that's exactly what this is about. Now, people will tell you, oh, Mike, it's legal because Congress passed the National Emergencies Act. That's the source of his authority. But the real question is, does the Constitution authorize Congress to alter or expand executive power by legislative act? No, the Constitution does not. The Constitution doesn't give Congress the power to give the president new powers. In fact, Congress can't declare a state of emergency either. That's nowhere delegated to Congress. So, we have an unconstitutional act, but people on the right, Republicans, they don't care because, by golly, they want the wall, and we're in charge, and we're going to get it done. Now, I had this guy in a Facebook thread. He told me that Trump wasn't abusing his power regarding the state of emergency. And then I pointed out that the Constitution doesn't authorize the president to do any such thing. I'm going to link to an article that Chris Hanhall wrote. I'll put it in the show notes page. She really lays out why this is not authorized. I'll also link some articles about executive power so we can be crystal clear this is not constitutional. But he said – when I said that it was not authorized by the Constitution, he said, well, it doesn't really matter what the Constitution says because none of the politicians care. Well, wait a minute. You were just telling me that he wasn't abusing his power. By what standard are you saying that he wasn't abusing his power if nobody cares about the Constitution? By that argument, nobody could ever possibly abuse their power because, well, they can do what they want because the Constitution doesn't matter. And it's not just people who are into this whole build-a-wall thing. Second Amendment people have been really bad on this issue for a long, long time. I was having a discussion with the guy about this whole idea of, of uh, what they call constitutional carry. and Basically, it's permitless carry within the states, and I'm all for it. I think that these are great laws. I think they should be passed in every state, but it has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. I hate that they use the term constitutional carry because it implies that the Constitution or that the Second Amendment Applies to the states. And the Second Amendment, the Bill of Rights, was never intended to apply to state governments. Now, I can't get into this debate either in a 10 minute podcast, but I will link to a couple of articles that will show definitively that the Bill of Rights was not intended to apply to the states. The states have their own bills of rights, those were intended to restrict the actions of The state governments. The federal government was never supposed to be the liberty enforcement squad. So when you start using the the incorporation doctrine, as it's known, to empower the federal government to police the states, you're actually expanding federal government. You're not going to get liberty by expanding federal power. It doesn't work that way. But I was talking to this guy about it, and he said, I only use the Constitution as a tool, so it doesn't really matter in the end what it says. What? It doesn't matter what it says? This is absurd, because if it doesn't matter what it says, then how can you assert that the Second Amendment means anything? How can you say that the Second Amendment has any authority if it doesn't matter what the Constitution says? Without the Constitution to establish what powers The federal government does and doesn't have what powers the president does and doesn't have. If you can't establish definitively what powers Congress does and doesn't have, you can't assert that a president or Congress or a judge isn't abusing power. You can't say that because there is no limit on their power. It's like saying 2 plus 2 equals 4, but mathematical rules don't really matter. Well, then 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4. If the mathematical rules that underlie arithmetic don't matter, how can you say with any confidence that 2 plus 2 equals 4? You can't. And that's the problem that we've got. We have undermined the authority of the Constitution. We've expanded powers. We have basically ignored it to the point that it really, in function, doesn't matter. And yet, Republicans, when you're no longer in charge, you're going to once again be yelling, we need to restrict the power of the federal government. Boy, I can't wait till somebody like AOC is in the White House and starts bringing in all this socialism crap. You're going to throw a fit, and yet I'm going to look at you and say you were culpable in expanding constitutional powers and expanding the power of government and allowing this to happen. And I'm going to say this to you Second Amendment people. I love the Second Amendment. I love— right to keep and bear arms. I have firearms of my own. But here's the thing. When you make it your single issue, when that's your whole focus, and you'll do anything to get your way on that issue, up to and including expanding federal power, you are not doing any favors for liberty. But you're going to end up with all kinds of crap shoved down your throat by the federal government because you were complicit in expanding its power. But hey, at least you won't have to get a permit to conceal carry. Thank goodness for that. Look, the gravest threat to your liberty is the centralization of authority. It is the monopolization of power. It is the federal government. The great Harry Brown once said, It's important to realize that whenever you give power to politicians or bureaucrats, it will be used for what they want, not for what you want. We need to keep our eye on the prize and that's liberty that's limiting government that's shrinking government power not expanding it expanding it to get your way you're being just like the left you're buying into the living breathing constitution and you're gonna die by the living breathing constitution well that's your rant for this episode of thoughts from a hairy head but we are another 10 minutes closer to freedom I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor, spread the word. Feel free to send me any thoughts to michael.meharry at 10th Amendment Look for me on Facebook and Twitter. Links in the show note page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.